Good morning and welcome, and we are joined at this time, as we are every other week, by the Congressman Greg Pence, who represents Indiana's 6th District on Capitol Hill. Good morning to you, Congressman. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Dodged a few raindrops but uh, here and there, but uh, other than that, uh, not too bad, actually, for a Monday. How about you, sir? Yeah, it's fall. I love the fall. Yes. A change of season and everything, and, you know, the... All that, all the, uh, all the good stuff that goes along with it. But uh, uh, to get down to a uh, brass tax here, uh, Congressman, um, uh, had a, a recent hearing of the Energy and uh, Commerce Committee, and um, uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, what you uh, brought forth uh, before that uh, hearing? Well, Tom, there's a couple of things uh, that I talk about when I'm on the Energy and Commerce. One is um, I've actually uh, co-sponsored with uh, a Democrat across the aisle, H.R. 2907, which is the Global Investment in American Jobs Act. Uh, That's uh, an attempt to find ways to get uh, foreign companies to invest and move back to the United States. That's something that goes all the way back to when I considered why I would run and if I would run, because, you know, what we've all seen happen uh, in the Indiana 6th District, we've seen manufacturing move out. And so uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out or help others figure out ways to get back, bring bring businesses back here to the Indiana 6th District. And, and that's very important. You know, in some of the communities like Batesville or Columbus, we're very blessed to have great companies, uh, great corporate citizens, citizens uh, corporate citizens that have grown and uh, have grown their uh, uh, employee base, uh, but not all communities are as lucky. So this this bipartisan uh, act uh, tries to find ways to bring more back, more companies back to rural America and, and invest in America. So I'll keep working on that. Okay. And then as far as, um, I mean, have you, uh, have you gotten any uh, particular ideas or anything as far as, um, or... Um have you heard anything about uh, why uh, things have uh, gone gone away and gotten out of uh, these uh, communities, and uh, in particular around the sixth district, but uh, around the country as a whole? Well, Tom, we uh, yeah, it's a very easy. That's a great question. Is very easy answer. Unfortunately, it was because labor was so much cheaper in other places, particularly in China. But now with the supply chain disruption and the inflation that we're seeing. And the and I will be very specific. The economic war that we are having with China, we now understand that maybe uh, cheaper labor wasn't a great idea. And so I think other I think uh, global corporations understand that, uh, and they're taking a look at how they can they can bring back some of their manufacturing, if not all. I'd prefer all back to the United States so that we can not have the. Uh, supply disruptions that we're experiencing right now. They talk about the disruption at Christmas time. That's one issue, but there's an awful lot of other disruptions that we have food, energy, uh, we, we have transportation disruptions, and the only way to overcome that is build it here. And, and I remember uh, your our last uh, conversation. You would you had stopped at a, a convenience store around the district, and uh, you weren't able to buy a bottle of water. I mean, that's uh, again to highlight uh, that's something that uh, we've discussed in the past. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy, Tom. That uh, you, you walk into a convenience store and half of the cooler was em- three quarters of the cooler was empty, 
And I asked the cashier, you know, why? And she said, well, they just can't get the water, the milk, the pop, the Pepsi, the Coke, the, you know, whatever it is you drink. And I, 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 I just shook my head and said, my gosh, you know, there's, there, there is the, there's the result of uh, overseas sourcing so many of the things that we, have, we sell here and we use here. And anything else uh, that, that came out of the energy and commerce hearing that uh, we should make note of? Well, I keep champion uh, the, uh, on energy and commerce. So, you know, I'm all for all of the above global uh, climate change. Um, I think it's real. Can we do something about it? Sure. Uh, but should we do it uh, at the expense of uh, uh, the middle class's um, livelihood? No. Should we do it ahead of the technology? No. Uh, we can't get rid of coal and natural gas right now. Uh, gasoline cars and diesel trucks are going to be around for a long time. And as some of my peers talk about the electrification of the transportation industry and paying for it with carbon slash methane fees, uh, that's not a good idea. We've already seen uh, our utility companies have let us know that the price for natural gas and electricity is going up this winter because of the cost of energy. And a lot of that is, is because of what's happened, um, let's say, um, uh, from, from the top down that we're going to get away from gasoline, diesel, natural gas. Just not a good idea. We have a coal plant, as we've talked before, in Richmond, Indiana, owned by the city of Richmond, that does, sits idle until we need it in the winter or the summer. And when it comes on, it produces more electricity within in six hours than all of the windmills and solar panels in the state of Indiana. And that's called base load uh, coverage. And so uh, I talk a lot about let's, let's, let's go ahead and come up with ideas, but let's not get ahead of the technology. And uh, Congressman Greg Pence, uh, you uh, took to the floor of the House and uh, spoke out about uh, weaponizing the IRS against Hoosiers. And uh, can you uh, expand on that? Yeah. Wow, Tom. You know, if we get 500 emails, and I always encourage folks to reach out to us, but if we get 500 emails or phone calls on a subject, that's a lot. Uh, and it goes to the top of the list for us to kind of dig into. Last Monday, we got 3,600 uh, calls, emails, uh, and letters about the IRS uh, adding 80,000 people and having the banks report every $600 transaction that you have in your checking or savings account. Now, they've modified that a little bit, but it's essentially the same thing. They now say, well, 10, if you, do, if you had up, have up to 10000 uh, dollars worth of transactions in an account, the bank has to report it to the IRS. Why? What are we doing here? Uh, I, you know, are, are we just going to get the federal government, Washington, D.C., is going to stick their nose in everybody's personal business and want to see what you write your checks for, what bills you're paying, what you're spending your money on? This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And, and again, 3,600 other people just in the district, uh, just last Monday, felt the same. So we're went to the floor, talked about that. We're we're going to keep pushing back on that one. That's uh, you know, that reminds me of some uh, communistic, socialistic, or even fascist regimes where they're going to control everything you do. 
So uh, and, uh, for those who uh, may not uh, be aware, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure that there, there are a few out there, but uh, say, for example, you buy a, a big ticket item like a refrigerator or a car or something like that, and then they're looking to um, – they're trying to get the IRS involved in uh, looking into someone's uh, transactions uh, on their credit card or in their bank account or so forth? Absolutely. Wow. Well, if you're frankly, if you're if you paid your credit card bill through your bank account and it's over six hundred bucks, that'll get reported to the IRS. If nope. you bought six hundred dollars worth of items cumulatively, <laughs> uh, that's how it stands. Now, there's a lot of folks on on my side of the aisle that are fighting this uh, because we don't think this. We're not real sure what the motive behind this is, and why do we need to hire eighty thousand? IRS agents. You know, we already have enough regulatory burden, you know, complying with the federal government uh, uh, on things that we're supposed to report and things we're supposed to do. Now we have to report and answer questions in every $600 transaction. Now, um, as far as that, now, does this also involve, say, uh, money coming into people's bank accounts? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. In or out. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Wow. Yeah, we'll so. see. We'll see where that goes this week. But that is part of uh, the the idea behind that. Tom is that well, there's a lot of tax cheats out there in the IRS. With eighty thousand new IRS agents, can find those tax cheats and and collect more revenues. But that. You know, that's hard to believe why you need to know if I bought, like you said, a refrigerator or a car or, you know, or whatever it is. And I'm talking it's cumulative, too, right? So every every time or, you know, I do get paid. So you're going to report how much I get paid to the IRS every every two weeks. Wow. All right, so uh, so it's obviously uh, something that uh, we'll be uh, keeping an eye on here. That um, you know, so uh, yeah, you know, the IRS uh, looking into uh, people's bank accounts apparently. So uh, nevertheless, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, Big Brother watching. That's that's where the federal. That's where Washington wants to go. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. And uh, with that, we're gonna go ahead and take a time out, and uh, we're gonna have a. Uh, remembering a time in the congressman's uh, life as military service, and then we're also going to uh, lighten up things a little bit as well. And that's coming up after this on The Daily Pod. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pond. I'm Tom Snape as we continue our conversation with Congressman Greg Pence, who represents Indiana's 6th Congressional District on Capitol Hill. And, of course, uh, you as a uh, former active-duty Marine, uh, you know, once a Marine, always a Marine. So uh, I never I never say former Marine. Uh, but, uh, of course, the um, you uh, took time to remember the those lost in the uh, Beirut uh, barracks bombing. And uh, uh, can you uh, tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, thanks, Tom. You know, it's uh, Marine Corps has motto, Semper Fidelis, which means um, always faithful. 
and I served in Beirut, Lebanon on October 23, 1983. Uh, when they blew up the barracks there, I had left just a short few days before that, but I had served there for a while. And 241 service members were killed in that bombing, and I'm trying to get that as a, uh, a day of remembrance nationally. It wouldn't be a holiday per se, but a day of remembrance because I'm, I'm in contact with the families of those that, uh, that didn't come home, that lost their lives in those barracks, and I will always remain faithful to them as, it, as is my responsibility as a former Marine. And uh, so this uh, Saturday, uh, we did it again. I spoke on the floor last week, uh, and we did post some uh, things on our pence.house.gov in remembrance, which we'll keep doing. And, of course, I, you know, I was, I was watching those videos and I saw that uh, and uh, you uh, your unit had been um, – moved out of their transfer, what, 10 days before? Yes, sir. We had gone come up from the Indian Ocean to the Suez Canal. Uh, when things got a little hot, it was a civil war going on between the Christians and the, uh, and the uh, um, Muslims in that country. Uh, they were vying for control of the government. Uh, the United States was part of the peacekeeping force stationed at the airport, and we came up when Syria was sticking its nose into the fight, uh, and we pushed them back with the USS New Jersey, with jets, with artillery, and then that died down. And after that died down, we went back through the Suez Canal and into the Indian Ocean. And it's about that time that a truck bomb drove into the barracks, which was a former Hilton, uh, and killed uh, 241 service members. And, and the sad part is, Tom, I'm going to be uh, going to be a little aggressive here. You know, we pulled out of Lebanon right after that, uh, and I that was a mistake that we made, but we learned from it. And then we took the fight to the Middle East when the radical Islamists attack us, attacked us. And unfortunately, this summer, uh, we when we pulled out of Afghanistan, the manner in which we pulled out, uh, we showed them that we uh, we will leave. If they push us too hard again, and I do believe our country is more at risk for terrorist attacks because we did the same thing we did uh, back in September 23rd, 1983. And there's more, uh, it seems like there's more terrorist organizations out. Of course, you had uh, Hamas and Hezbollah back then. They're still around. And, of course, uh, Al-Qaeda and uh, also ISIS and ISIS-K, which was involved in the uh, Kabul, uh, Afghanistan airport bombing that uh, you know, severely wounded uh, Kelsey Lanehart and killed uh, 13 of her fellow service members. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's all, you can lump them into the same thing, whether it was Hamas back then that funded, it was actually Iran that uh, funded Hamas. Uh, it is a, uh, it is a culture war over there. Uh, there are, they have a perspective, the radical Islamic uh Folks, uh, they call themselves different names, but they want to get rid of anybody that doesn't believe the way they believe over there. And they will also bring the fight to us. And we, uh, unfortunately, when we pulled out of Afghanistan, uh, we may have uh, motivated them and fired them up uh, to try to bring it to here. But I have a great deal of confidence uh, in our armed services and State Department to, to be vigilant, but we need to be 
vigilant because that's what they want to do. They've done it before. They'll do it again. Yep. So no matter what, what the uh, name of the organization, they all have the same goal. They sure do. All right. And with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, take a, a, a turn toward uh, lightening things up a little bit. And, of course, uh, uh, Congressman Pence, uh, you're, uh, you're well known for uh, visiting around the district. And uh, can you tell us about some of your uh, trips around the district in the past week? Yeah. So uh, last week I was out in D.C. Uh, had to come home. My wife had a uh, uh, had to get back surgery, so I had to actually come home a day before. But you know, the two weeks before that, and 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 on Monday, you know, I got out to North Vernon, Shelbyville, uh, toured the Hancock County Jail, which is just a, a phenomenal facility. Uh, I even stopped by WRBI in Batesville yes. one afternoon. <laughs> And, <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> it's yeah. good to see you again. So that's a, yeah, I I really like getting out in the district. I do my very best to come home every single weekend that I can. It's a rare occasion that I don't come home, and it's a rare occasion that I'm not out in the district visiting with folks that I'm supposed to and do represent. So that's the fun part of this job, getting out in the swamp and 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 watching Washington, D.C. try to take over the state of Indiana is not my idea of fun. But that's the fight. But the fun is back here in Indiana. And, of course, I, I see a lot a lot of your uh, pictures and stuff and postings about, uh, for example, your trip to North Vernon and uh, lunching with constituents in Shelbyville and uh, your tour of the Hancock County Jail. And I uh, understand that now is, uh, is that a, a – it looked like a new facility. Is that correct? Brand new hasn't hasn't opened up yet. Uh, you know that, that it's almost every county has the same problem with the overcrowding uh, and in the age of the facilities. The technology has changed, and so a lot of counties have been putting in new jails. Uh, and uh, this is this one is enormous. I, I, it's just unbelievable how big it is. Um, and it's it's been a project that they've been working on for many years, as the sheriff told me. He's he's been at, working on that for over a decade, and and finally they're going to be opening it up uh, probably the first of next year. Okay. Now, did he say how many uh, beds there were in that uh, by chance? So I think there are close to five hundred, and that would be just the beds currently in their their. Uh, current jail, I think they have about 100 beds and they have over 200 inmates in it. So they will uh, double the capacity of what they have currently in their existing jail. But I hear that a lot, Tom. That's kind of a common uh, a common story that you hear that uh, people are, the jails are overcrowded and there's more inmates than there are beds. And that's one of the reasons that jails have been expanding. All right. And then uh, anything else uh, before we uh, let you go this morning, Congressman? Just folks need to remember, you know, we're uh, uh, Pence.House.gov. Let us know what you think uh, or how we can help you at Pence.House.gov. All right. Well, Congressman Greg Pence, we appreciate your time as always. And uh, we will speak again here in about two weeks then. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Have a good day. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.